The dinosaur just texted me. Oh my god! Wait, I'm not <laughs> editing any of this. Let's definitely wait. Wait, what does it what does it say? <laughs> for because we probably won't use that particular piece for a video clip. Everyone, I just raised my hand. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, you have a lot going on this week, I think. I really do. It's funny because we are on a slightly condensed schedule with recording because of your voice and then um, also <laughs> your vacation. And I was worried that we wouldn't have anything to say. And like everything just blew up it personally for me. So much has happened. <laughs> yeah. So first I want to know the update on, and I don't even remember what we're calling it, the downtown guy. Did he have, even have a name? Um, no, he didn't. And we definitely don't need to give him one. Um, I am planning on doing something, doing a little poll about it on Instagram. So the people who have already seen that will know the answer to this. But um, yeah, he said we he was going to make a plan for Sunday. Uh, do you think he made a plan for Sunday? I'm going with no. Yeah, see, because you and I texted like all day Sunday, you know I was not on a date. Um, yeah, so that is completely fine. I, I have no feelings about it beyond just sort of like general flakiness and like, okay, good, good, moving on. Yeah. That, I mean, he did the let's. I feel like let's is the kiss, is the kiss of death as a word. Exactly. He really, I should have known from the start. But I think what was so odd about it is that he kept in touch with me for like three weeks through him traveling, me traveling. Like, why? I feel like some people just like those touch points. Like, for example, there is a guy that was in town on Bumble, but he didn't have any indication that he doesn't actually live here, which like is fine. He said it very upfront. Like okay, we that's didn't, good. unlike your stories, we didn't end up on a date. Um but he like wanted to exchange numbers because he comes to New York a lot. And I said, okay, because he was very cute and, you know, whatever. But now we have been like rather consistently texting, like not all the time, but he definitely plans on staying in touch. And I tr just don't understand why he would want that. But yeah, I, maybe people just like that, those touch points. I don't know. Maybe there's less pressure there. Like it, there's low stakes. Yeah, definitely. And also just sort of like option collecting, where it's like, if you want this, you could potentially reach out and have it. Yeah, which I have a lot of feelings about that. But, you know, totally. it doesn't matter because he doesn't live here in my case. So like this dude, like whatever, he can text me occasionally and I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Low stakes on both sides. Low stakes on both sides. And he, like I said, he is very cute. So if he were to come to New York on a more regular basis and wanted to try something out, Maybe we could do that. It's being entertained. Yes. But yeah. So um, I went to – so something that has not come up on this podcast is that I also have a chef ex. Yes, you do. I forgot about that yeah. actually until you said that. And so we cannot call – it's too confusing to have the same nickname. How, so before he was a chef, he went to college and got a degree in philosophy, which is a whole other problem. Oh. But – yeah. Um, th I would like tell – this actually is what brought down the relationship. I would tell him something he said that bothered me. And he would say, well, before I can address that, you know, we have to talk about like what is the definition of truth? Like oh, what are for fuck's feelings? Sake. Yeah. It was not okay. 
So we can call him the philosopher chef. <laughs> God, anyway. I would blow just like – I can't. I think I would it was, lose my shit on that person. It, it was impossible. It was really impossible. However, excellent chef. Great at his job. He recently opened a restaurant. Oh. Very near good me. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And also very near where um, – so my – a good girlfriend of mine, her boyfriend lives nearby as well. Mm-hmm. And he actually brought up – there was this new restaurant in his neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I know of it. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Yeah. And we don't even have to – like. Sometimes I'll tell the story more extensively, but he actually – he opened this restaurant with his new girlfriend oh. like four months into dating. Wild decision to go into business with somebody. But whatever. Whatever. I can't. So I said to my friend's boyfriend, like, I know that – I know exactly what that place is. We should go sometime. I'm sure he'd be ha- – like, I'll text him. He and I are friendly. I'm not – this is not a true friends with an ex situation. We are friendly. Yeah, fine. I, we'd sort of dropped it. And then – when I was with the group over Memorial Day, my friend's boyfriend just out of the blue says to me like, Rourke, let's do it this week. Let's go to the restaurant and let's go like me, you, your friend, my girlfriend, and I'll bring my brother. And I was like, okay, great. Perfect. And yeah. So I had met the brother at my like beach day graduation party thing. Pinata party. Pinata party. Super cute. Great guy, like really interesting to talk to. We seemed to vibe, but nothing, nothing, nothing happened after that. Like that, it's fine. It was just sort of like a meeting where I was like, "Oh, you're interesting." Yeah. So then this, I was like, "Well, this is now interesting." This is a double date, is what this is. That's what it feels like. I, I I went in with like no expectations really, and either there is like some form of interest, or this is the nicest guy in the world. So. The plan was to have dinner and then go back to their house where they have um, – they the, the brothers live together. Okay. And they have like a backyard with a fire pit and it's super cute. And so we were going to do dinner then go back there and just hang. And we had a super fun night. And when um, the three of them had driven together and so I said like, give me the address and I'll navigate there. And the brother says, oh, don't do that. I'll just jump in with you and navigate you. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's like very nice. This is <laughs> okay. giving me major – and this is not a bad thing. This is giving me major high school vibes. Like, Oh, I see why you say that. Yeah, that's actually really funny. I think for me, I haven't driven – well, I have a car now, but that's a recent thing. I yeah. hadn't – I moved to the East Coast and never had a car again after high school. So like this scenario where you're in like a group hang and then there's like decisions being made about who's going to yeah. ride with whom. Totally. I love it. All of us are also lawyers. Okay. And so, you know, they were asking me a lot about like studying for the bar and how I'm doing and like how I'm keeping sane. And so at the very end of the night, I really, cause like my friend was going to spend the night with her boyfriend, obviously. So I realized I was like the only person sort of like holding the hang together and I didn't want to overstay my welcome. And oh. so, yeah. So I just because was like, he lives there. The brother yes. lives there. Yeah. 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 So okay. everyone was staying there except for me. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, you know what? Like, I should go. It's getting late. I have like – I also had like a 7 a.m. workout. So I was like, great. I'll peace out. And so as I'm getting up to leave, again, either there's some interest or he's very, very nice. (laughs) He says, well, if you're looking for a break from studying, let me know and we can grab coffee. That has to be interest. Like there's no way – Although I do say this as the person whose ex reached out to them to get coffee for absolutely no reason. Exactly. Great point. (laughs) Great point. 
However, counterpoint to my own point, you guys ended up dating. We then got back together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So who knows? As we've been saying, it is some form. It is a low stakes hang. No matter which way you slice it, it'll be like fun. No matter what, his brother is great. He's great. So we have like the brother and then the brother's brother who's also in my life. But um, so it's a little confusing. But but yeah, so we'll see. I think that's great. I Thanks. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're, they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little, little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. This is one of the reasons, though, why I like dating apps is because on a dating app, you are never unsure if they are interested in you romantically. Like, well, okay, let me restate that. Once there's like, you're hanging out, and if you're going to hang out again, Mm -hmm. It is a romantic thing unless said otherwise. Yes, Because you met on a dating app. You are both single and you swiped on each other or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like This is this like really fun, ambiguous like meeting in real life. Yeah, like nobody would ever – you would never go on a dating app date and then they ask you out again and you're like, well, he's either interested or he's just really nice. Yeah. He's just like a very thoughtful, nice person yeah. who wants to like cut me a break from studying. Cool. Right. Thank you. Right. I really think there has to be interest there. I hope. We'll see. But yeah. So are you going to reach out to him for coffee? Yeah. So he gave me like – we all exchange. I actually hadn't had my friend's boyfriend's number. So we all just did like a round robin, like number exchange, but they gave theirs to me. So like I had to reach out to make it yes. two ways. We had been talking a lot about Nathan for you, which is, I don't know if you know it, but like Nathan Fielder is, I think like one of the funniest people in the world. He's not a stand up, but the show Nathan for you to me, it just like, to me, it just hits right. It is so fucking funny and highly recommend. And so we were talking a lot about it. And so I sent him like a TikTok of a moment that like we had discussed. And so I sent him that and we like had a good like funny back and forth about that. And then I just said like, and yeah, like I'll take you up on coffee whenever. And he said, how about next week? So awesome. Yeah. It's in theory happening this week. It's all happening. Yeah. I'm also jealous of you that you don't have a TikTok presence because you and I have discussed TikTok's recent privacy update where yeah. they have expressly told you now that when you send someone a TikTok, you your account will then be suggested to that person when they're in right. TikTok. Yes. I live in fear of this update. Not ideal for you. Yeah. <laughs> not ideal. And like like we've said, I'm not hiding this, you know, obviously this is a public platform, etc. However, I'm not 
highlighting it up front per se. Totally. And I mean, frankly, I'll be like, I'll be fully honest. So like this update and then the next update that I have to give, <laughs> I have like the biggest pit, right? <laughs> I'm like so anxious because there is like, I am now just sort of facing the fact. So like I have talked about the podcast, obviously in my group of friends. Yeah, of course. My friend's boyfriend has listened and also like his best friend has listened who is also going to be close with the brother. So like somebody I think involved here is going to hear this. Yeah. Um, And then my other update is about somebody who listens to the podcast as well. So like we're just fucking batting a thousand. Yeah. I I somehow have not yet encountered, probably because I haven't really been dating that much since we started the podcast, but I I am aware of some well, we talked about the the groomsmen. I am aware of a couple other not ideal podcast listeners. Yeah. But nobody that I'm currently dating or interested in yet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess that brings me to the next one. Mm-hmm. So this is really an update for the listeners because you are very aware of this. Quite aware. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to call this person the New Yorker. Well, I love that. As it is a friend of yours who lives in New York. <laughs> I love this so much. This is going to be a great reaction video because I'm like turning red. Okay. So um, yeah. So when I came to New York, as the listeners heard in our live episode, I got to meet like all your friends at your housewarming party. And there was like a, I hit it off with one of your friends. One of the gentlemen at the party. <laughs> exactly. So we've been like texting a bunch. We've been in good touch. And he's going to come to LA and stay with some of his friends out here and we're going to hang out while he's here and I it's yeah it just is what it is I it is nothing more nothing less I have no idea I think it's so fun although I told you this before we started recording I am upset that he's going to meet your friends before I do I know what let's file this in the chaotic friend meeting (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) yes yeah fully unacceptable but I, yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, like I told you, we have a lot of friends, in, like he and I share most of our friends and we have a lot of friends in LA. So, you know, it is, it is not a pressure filled visit. I don't think. No, no, no. I totally agree with you. It is not pressure filled at all. I'm like, I think it'll just be like fun to hang out with also like a new friend too. Like it'll be good. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. So yeah, those are the updates. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, as you know, and as the listeners know, I have a lot of guy friends and many of them actually are single. And so I was like wondering when you came, I was like, oh, I wonder because we don't have, as we've discussed before, like we don't have a lot of intergroup mingling or mm. intra-group mingling, I guess is, would be the right word. Yeah. Like we, there are a couple couples in the group, but beyond that, it's very platonic in the right. group. And so I was kind of excited to have some like new blood in the mix. Yeah, I was going to say, you like threw in the, yeah. <laughs> was like the um, I was like the chum for the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> like see who bites. I also did not tell anyone, a couple people knew, but I did not tell anyone that you were going to be at the housewarming party or visiting at all. I like teased a surprise in the invite. So Love. yeah, it was, it was fun for me as well. It was, yeah, it was fun for all involved. <laughs> you had your, you had your date with the bet and then you had another date, right? Yeah, so I went on two first dates this week. Congratulations. So, thank you. <laughs> that takes a lot of energy, I think. Good for you. Yeah, I, and honestly, I, yeah, I'm getting better at it. That's all that counts. Love it. Yeah, I know. 
So I can look back at the music man. I can look back at, don't even remember the nickname I gave for the guy after the music man. The scuba diver? And like see how- You're welcome. Yes, thank you. And like see how I'm getting better at small talk with people I'm not into. <laughs> um, because as predicted, I was not into the bet. Yes. I, you very accurately called that one. Yes. And I was not into him for like exactly the reasons why I thought I wouldn't be. But he on, he was on the same page, actually. So, and people who watch my stories will know this already, but he, first of all, I don't think we're really looking for the same thing, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into a little bit later in this episode. But second of all, I just don't think we're that compatible as people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of knew that, but I also thought he was really cool. And he's a footwear designer, which is That's very so in line cool. with- yeah, super cool. And also I'm in retail. So like we had a lot to talk about, just not really a romantic vibe. Totally get it. Um, and then my second first date of the week, I originally on my stories called him the Hawaiian, but you reminded me that I meant to call him the dinosaur and I'd like to revert back to that. I think it's a more fun nickname. I agree. And also people are getting confused because they think he's Hawaiian, which is not the case. I can see why that would be confusing. <laughs> yeah. So we're calling him the dinosaur because our first date was at Dinosaur Barbecue, which is a barbecue spot in New York. An excellent barbecue spot. Excellent barbecue spot. It was his choice. Um, So I did go on a dinner date. Look at us. Killing it. Actually, both of these. (laughs) So another thing, one of the reasons why, just going back to the bet for a second, one of the reasons why we're not compatible people. So there was the whole planning snafu that I mentioned last week about, you know, not – he. I thought we had a plan, then we didn't, then we did. Then – I showed up. We went to this Vietnamese place. He said – so he had said I could do a few drinks tonight, if you if you recall. Yeah, yeah. And he suggested this Vietnamese place. So I said, great. I love Vietnamese. So I showed up. Do they not have a liquor license? He wasn't there. And I waited and then – okay, let me ask you this. How late do you think you can be without telling the person you're going to be late? Five minutes. That's what I thought. yeah. He texted me at 10 minutes and said he was two or three minutes away and then didn't show up for another 10. Unacceptable. I agree. And I'm glad I, I knew we'd be on the same page, but like as I was sitting there, I was thinking or standing literally on a street corner by myself. I was thinking, like, is he gonna tell me he's running late? Is he not coming? Yeah. No, my thing generalize like we like to do generalize the behavior to other non-dating people in your life. Would this be okay from a friend? Would this be okay from somebody you manage in a work setting? No. Therefore, like, why is it, it would, it shouldn't be okay in this. Yeah. And like, so ultimately he was 20 minutes late, which certainly requires a, a heads up. And I'm not saying I've never been 20 minutes late before because shit happens. Of course. But I feel like you know that's happening before you are already late. 100%. So anyway, so like that was my first like, mm. then I'm standing on the street corner and this is a first date and it's from a dating app, right? So like, I don't know exactly what he looks like, but across- Yeah, and masks are really doing nobody favors. Right. Across the street, I see somebody who is probably him, Mm. but but I'm standing literally outside of the restaurant. He is across the street and it's, he's on his phone, this person. And I'm like, and, but I, I look and he's not texting me. So I'm like, is that him? Why is he over there? He was over there for like a solid five minutes. Oh my God, Allie. And yeah. And then he finally like looks up, crosses the street and then sees me. And he was like, oh yeah, I got really like turned around. 
Like, how did you get turned around? You were across the street from the restaurant that you suggested. This is so weird. Yeah. So like that was weird. And then you you spoiled the ending. But Sorry. It's okay. We sit down and he's like looking through the menu. We're on our phones, right? So he's like scrolling through his phone, looking at the menu. And he and I have noticed immediately they don't have alcohol, which is not an issue per se, but it was framed as a drink state. Correct. So he's scrolling through and I can see on his face the moment when he registers that there's no alcohol. Yep. Yep. But he he never mentioned it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think you got to just speak to what's happening in the room. I think so too. But I didn't want to make him feel bad that he had I picked. 100%. 100%. I think if that's me, like I literally look up and I'm like, wow, real great move on my part here. Like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay pivoting this into like appetizers or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. You know, just like be fun. It's okay. Totally. And like, again, I wasn't mad exactly. that there was no booze, but like, it's just funny because I totally watched all of the thoughts cross his face as he realized that there was no alcohol. And then we just ordered dinner. Yeah. And then the check comes and it's cash only and he doesn't have cash. He's definitely never been to this place before. No, which is fine, but he's also clearly done no research about the place that he's never been to. Correct. And so, and he went and got cash, fine. But all of these things, I already didn't think he was like my person, Mm -hmm. but like these are all indicative of somebody who does not put the kind of care and attention into planning things out that I need and do. Yes, I have... I have actually caught on several occasions dates who have picked spots that are closed. Yeah, same. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, did this place was supposed to be in three hours. Did you know it's not open on Tuesdays? Yeah, I, I like that phrasing because the phrasing that I've used that I hate is, I think it's closed on Tuesdays when I fucking know it's closed on Tuesdays. Yes, like I'll often couch it in my gluten allergy where I say like, oh my gosh, I just went to look at the menu to like see what I could order and I noticed they're closed on Tuesdays. What's your alternate plan? Yeah, right. Because you don't want to be like, hey, sir, I was checking up on you and... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. I have I have no... Tr- I have like very... Like I'm a very trusting person in a relationship. I have no trust about a man's ability to make a plan. <laughs> I, yeah, and I, di- I didn't look... I mean, I did look at the place to figure out where to go. Yeah. And I, you know successfully went to the address, unlike other people. But but I did not look at the menu because I, I just don't look at menus beforehand. It's just a, mm. I don't like to. My dad never liked to, so I don't either. My dad had this thing where when we also when we sat down to dinner, we didn't look at the menus until our drinks arrived. I like that. It kind of slows down the process. It makes you enjoy dinner more. Yeah, it was nice. As a server, I would have fucking hated him. But Fair enough. He always also, though, says that up front to the server so that like – they're not stressed about what we're doing. That's smart. That's kind of him. Yeah. Although I, I said that in the present tense and it's not the present tense, but we'll get to that next week. Um, That was the bet. No. And then in a study of contrasts, we have the dinosaur. The dinosaur was great. Yeah. Yes. In a study of contrasts, because there were so many steps along the way where he did such an excellent job of making a plan, pivoting the plan. And making the plan more convenient for me. Yes, 100%. Really thoughtful, I thought. Yeah. So like first we were supposed to go out on Tuesday. As the listeners know, I had absolutely no voice earlier in the week. I texted him saying that. And then I also provided a voice memo receipt. (laughs) 
<laughs> Very generous of you. <laughs> and it wasn't a phantom I mean, Cairo appointment. No, no, it was not. Um, and and I provided an alternate date. I said like I am free on Thursday and Friday. My voice should be better by then. Yeah. He picked Friday, and then he said, and we had, we were going to dinosaur barbecue as I mentioned, and he said, I bet they're going to be busier on a Friday though. I'll go ahead and grab a reservation. Brilliant, thoughtful. Yes. As it turned out, we actually didn't need one, but like just that thought that oh, we are going to a popular restaurant on a Friday night. I should look into this. Genius. You you, I, you know, we love to see it when people can chain logical pieces together and create a decision. Such a low bar. <laughs> I know. But you know, honestly, it's not like, and it's not Agreed. even just a. I would, I won't even say that this is like a dating thing or a men thing, etc. You and I talk about this a lot in the workplace. Mm-hmm. We talk about it with friends. Not any of my friends, definitely not. Everybody was listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but this is just the thing. I actually think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Agreed. So, in any case, he did that, and then I, I was running a little bit late to the date. I let him know it was pouring rain and I was driving. So I was running a little late. I let him know. And he said, no problem. Like, now that I know you're driving, I'll go ahead and stand in a parking spot to save it for you. That is so cute, Allie. I like really like this. Yeah. So I thought he was joking because what person just goes and stands in a random parking spot so that this other person whom they have never met can more easily find a parking spot but then he texted me an address and said, like, I assume you're using GPS. If you want to plug this in, here's where I'm at. The, the thoughtfulness level is through the roof. Yeah. So for all these reasons, so the date itself was fun. Our conversation was good. He's super funny. I'm not like over the moon about our connection per se, but mm-hmm. for all these reasons that I've outlined, I'm going to go out with him again if he asks. I love that. And he's already texted you, correct? Yes. So he texted me like, I want to say 10 minutes after we left. Okay. He also asked me while he was walking to me to my car, he asked me if I wanted to go out again and I said yes. Great. Um, And then he texted me like 10 minutes later. He does know that I'm leaving for vacation for the week. Right. Right, right. So he, I haven't heard from him since then, but I mean, that was only like two days ago. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I have, yeah. I'm excited about the dinosaur. I think that it's clearly worth a second date. Yes. And I think a lot of the stuff that you experienced this week, we're going to like dive into it in more depth just right now. Right, right now. <laughs> Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time, and you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip, and a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind, 
half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Yeah. <laughs> and so to that end, we this is the second part of our series on first dates. We're going to do sort of like on the date and then after the date. And as we were sorting through the questions that you got on the Finding Mr. Height Instagram, I was reading through them and sort of putting them in an organized manner and laughing at the idea that we thought we could do this in one episode. Like, uh, what were we thinking? <laughs> there, they, there was just so much. Like the idea that we were going to do before, during, and after all in one. It was, we were crazy. Because to be honest with you, Rourke, I almost feel like we're going to get to the end of the during and realize that the after needs to be part three. And I think we should be open to that. I agree with you. I agree with you. We'll, um, we'll see if there's like a, um, if there's a Rourke interjection <laughs> coming up yeah. anytime soon. Ugh. So, but first we do need to do weirder now. Oh, that's right. Of course. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I'm sure you just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that's my shtick every time now. <laughs> Yeah. So this week's Weird or Not is a little controversial, I think. It's a hot topic, I think, in the dating circles. Yeah. I was actually nervous for this one. Um, But it is, they ask to split the bill on a first date. Okay. So I'm going to be very honest here. I I voted weird and I stand by it. Great. Here's my reason. I think until I'm all for splitting things, especially as you get deeper the dinosaur just texted me. Oh my God. Wait, I'm not editing any of this. Let's definitely, wait, wait, what does it say? What does it say? <laughs> for, because we probably won't use that particular piece for a video clip. Everyone, I just raised my hand. Yeah. <laughs> he asked how my tournament went and he asked if I brought enough food because I told him that the last time I had a tournament for the first time in a long time, I had not packed enough food and I was hungry. He's a good listener. He's a very good listener. That's a really great quality. Yeah. Love. Okay. Great text. Great text. He said, how did it go? Did you bring enough food? Okay. Anyway. Cute. I love it. Um, Okay. Back to your, back to how you think splitting the bill is weird. Yeah. So I think when you're a few dates in, absolutely, you can absolutely feel free to start splitting things, especially when, you know, you're, when you're in sort of deeper within the relationship. Yeah. However, I think the person that initiates the first date should pay because I think that also like that person should be suggesting something that is within their means. Mm. And so this is actually part of the reason I don't like it when somebody asks me out and then turns the plan on me. I am fine with coffee and a beach walk. That is a great, fun, easy date. If like, if you're a teacher, if you're an artist, if you're like in LA, there's like a lot of people trying to like make it and like, haven't yet or whatever. And so if like there are financial constraints and like a really nice dinner or like several cocktails or something is not within your means, we don't have to do that. But I think that like pick something that you can afford to do and execute it. And I think the sort of final execution step is covering the person that you asked to join you there. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And I think that after the first date, things get a little bit- 100%. Like murkier, shall we say? I've technically paid for the second date because like I've cooked for a guy and I didn't ask him to reimburse me for groceries. 
<laughs> I will say a friend of mine, um, he paid for their dinner and then she declined a second date and he sent her a Venmo charge. I I have heard stories of that happening. That's never happened to me. Wild. But you so you know someone who has sent the Venmo. Yeah, my friend Emma. Oh, oh, oh. You don't know the, oh, no. the Venmo. My friend Emma got it. Got it. Like uh, she got a charge, yeah. Okay. I thought you knew the person who sent the charge. Oh no. I would unfriend that person. That's an, weird. I, an was, IRL unfriend. So I was actually gonna say that we should have them on the pod and then unfriend them. And shame them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, but I agree with you. Um, but before we get into all of the different, you know, explanations. Yeah, the split, the your, split. Yeah, what's your guess? So I uh, I think this is going to be like 50-50. Mm. I will say that I answered it, I think, maybe first. and you, so You were literally <laughs> the first person to answer. And then you texted me a screenshot of it saying 100% weird. And yeah. I was like, Rourke, you're the first so person. It was like, that's the problem. It was like a really unhelpful hint of where things could go. <laughs> the other best part is that it was... Like I didn't tag you in that one. No, you didn't. You never tagged me. I didn't tell you that I was posting it. Allie, literally, I like can get through ten minutes of learning about property law, and then I have to check Instagram. Like that's where we're Fair. at. And yeah. I appreciate that Instagram's algorithm is pushing my stories to the top for you. Oh, it knows we interact a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I'll say fifty-fifty. So it was thirty-seven percent weird and sixty. 3%. Did I do that math right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Percent nah. That's that is really surprising to me. I'm not gonna lie. And I also should note that 89% of my followers are women. So right. this is this is not a gender split thing. This is totally understood. Mostly women saying that it is not weird. <sighs> Which great. <laughs> uh, totally no, hundred percent, totally fine. I just think that like I this is where it gets complicated in the sense of like, I am an unabashed feminist mm -hmm. and yet like, I, I do want this and I like, I don't, I actually have, I know somebody who will wait by her car door until a man opens it Oh, and yeah. And like, if the guy gets in the driver's seat, she'll just stand there until he like figures out what she's doing. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I don't need that. But I do think like, a door grab is thoughtful or like a man who lets a woman sit on public transportation and stands. Like I do think there are like old school gender norms that like, I don't want to say are bad. That doesn't make them not weird. That doesn't make them, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily yeah. fall into the weird or not framework, but like, I just don't. Yeah. I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to say like, this is complicated. I totally agree with you. I, on the door grabbing thing, my date for winter formal who was one of my high school boyfriends? He like picked me up from my house. We took pictures with my parents, took pictures of us, yeah. you know, all that stuff. All the stuff. And he was parked in my driveway and we went out to his car and he went to my door. And I was thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh, what a gentleman. He's going to open the door for me. No, his car just required an unlock from the passenger side. He did not open the door for me despite having unlocked it from my side. Literally his grasp was on the door handle and then he was just like, right. nope, yep. I'm going to leave that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was baffling. That's and so the worst funny. part is that my parents watched it happen. Oh yeah. I'm sure they were like, this boy is not good enough for our alley. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but so 
most of the people, I would say though, this was one of the ones that we've done where everybody in each camp pretty much said the same thing. Okay. And so the people that said it was nah, um, to a person, they said equality. Like I can pay for myself, I, which yes. so can I. And yeah, I know same. you can too and we're happy to. Yeah. Um, but the the weird camp was what you said, that it's not – and a lot of them said it's not necessarily weird, but Correct. I would just prefer that the person who asks pays. One person said that the person who asks should pay in all contexts, not just romantic dates, and that blew my mind. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to draw a line there. Right. Yeah. Like if I if I ask a friend to hang out, I don't expect to pay for her. No. <laughs> no. I would be very – especially as the organizer, I would be broke. Yes. Like, oh, that my God. puts so much financial responsibility on the planner in the group. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate getting all the credit card points, but I'm sending out those Venmos. Yeah, totally. So anyway, so – and then a few other people also said – they mentioned, you know, people that said weird. They mentioned – you know, I am a feminist, et cetera, et cetera. But then they also said, but until we have gender equality, he's paying for me. <laughs> That's very funny. And I liked uh, that. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's, you know, it's weird, but like, there's a lot of stuff about gender norms that sort of, uh, sometimes stuff that's politically incorrect is sexy. Yeah. In terms of gender norms. Yeah. And it's it's really – it's tricky, right? Because it people is. will say, well, you can't have it both ways. And like I think in some places I think we you can. can. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's also – and I thought of this when we were talking about what the weird or not should be. Something that occurred to me, which a couple people also said is – and there wasn't really a better way to phrase it in the question. But did they ask to split it or did they just accept my offer? Because those are pretty different. 100%. Agreed. I, so I, my move is I do, I always do like the reach. Yeah, of course. And the guy will say like, absolutely not. Whatever. Um, I actually went on a date recently with a guy who like, when he went into the bathroom, he paid the bill. I love that move. It's very smooth. What was very funny is they, um, they brought it back out and they were like, oh, like, we only do like digital or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. But, um, but yeah. One of the more awkward experiences is one of those times when a restaurant does do digital and they come to your table with the scanning thing and then you have to have the who's going to pay dance. In front of a third party. In front of this other person. Yes. But so I all I also always do the reach and I actually usually like do more than a reach. I do like an actual like grab card. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, but I, I agree. I appreciate when the other person says like, no, I've got this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually also on a gender norm note or gender roles note or whatever have talked to men who like turning that down. I have had the exact same conversation. And I think I can't remember now, but there's some book that mentioned it too that I've I've, I've read too many dating books at this point, so I, they all blur together except for Logan's. Um, but I think I've read it in a book somewhere too that like psychologically there's something about like doing, and this is true for not dating non dating circumstances too, doing somebody I don't want to call it a favor, but like doing something nice for somebody feels better when it is 
explicit mm, and yeah. acknowledged. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you get to go out of your way to do that nice thing. Um, and there's also a psychological thing about we like people that we do nice things for mm, mm-hmm. more than we like people who do nice things for us, actually. There's like a cognitive dissonance to it because you, your mind thinks, yes. oh, I did something nice for Rourke. I must like her. Yeah. I actually think there was a book that we – remember when the place where we worked, we had to, we had like a book club type thing where everyone yep. – Yeah. So one of those books talked about how actually like a great way to build like your network is to ask for favors from people. Yeah. Yeah. People like you more if they've done you a favor because they think I wouldn't have done this person a favor if I didn't like them. Right. It's like a your own confirmation bias. Exactly. Anyways. Um, anywho, back to dating. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So the weird or not puts us sort of at the end of the date. Let's go back to the beginning. Reverse. Um, reverse. Exactly. With my, um, my uh, choreographed dance. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, any t- – like you're, you know, sort of like about to go on the date. Maybe you're getting ready and – or like in the Uber or driving yourself, whatever. How do you like quell any nerves? So I always like to say don't be nervous, be excited. Love that. Love a Because – yeah, because – Nerves happen. This is not always true, but generally nerves happen because we're uncertain about the outcome of something and we're placing weight on that outcome. Mm -hmm. So like we're nervous that something isn't going to go the way we want it to or isn't going to go in the ideal way. Like I'm going to fail the bar. You're not going to fail the bar. (laughs) I almost said said yes, exactly. But then I was like, wait, no. (laughs) But yes, I know exactly what you mean. Right. So that is a is a an appropriate outcome to put weight on. Correct. But the outcome of a first date is weightless. Yes. Like there is no sure it would be great if it goes well and you want a second date, but it could also be great to just talk to somebody new or find a new restaurant or a new bar or just start to learn more about what you don't want. There are so many positive outcomes that can come from a date that doesn't include a second. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So it's almost like tell yourself you're like a friend of mine actually before like an exam, I think, or maybe like an oral argument or something I was doing. She said to me, like, tell yourself that the butterflies are excitement for doing like a great job, that you're just so excited to show your knowledge. Yeah. And so, you know, tell yourself that it's your excitement to order a different cocktail than you usually do or, you know, talk about like expand on a fun chat that you had over the app messaging or, you know, something like that. It's just, you're just like getting to know another person at the end of the day. Right. Which brings me to my second tip for what to do on the way to a date, assuming that you're not driving. And that is review your conversation with the person. So whether that's on the app or text message or both, one, because it'll remind you of things you already know about them. Yeah. Because most of us are talking to more than one person and maybe even have more than one first date in a week. So that's the first practical reason. But the Mm -hmm. second reason is because my number one tip for first date conversation is start with a reference to something you've talked about already. That makes a ton of sense. And even better if it's funny, like an inside joke. Yeah. I think – I mean, inside jokes like really build rapport fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that's a great idea. And um, we got a lot of listener questions about conversation tips. It's interesting. People are sort of interested in t- 
two different things. Some people want to ask questions that like get at very serious things, such as what can you ask to learn about their values and their goals? How do you ask if they're looking for similar things or something serious? And then on the flip side, you have good first date topics that don't sound like an interview, good first date topics for how to pivot when something very serious comes up. So it's like we have this like bifurcated interest in what we want to talk about on a first date. Yeah. Well, I think there's a fine line there because there is. I do think that it can be nice to talk about goals and, you know, what you're looking for on a first date, but there are also topics that people might feel uncomfortable talking about. And I know that like one of the, some of the listener questions were more about not, I don't want to talk about anything serious, but there are specific, maybe it's past trauma or just mm-hmm. things that they don't really want to unpack with a stranger. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I think the specific one um, is, for example, oh, your parents are divorced. Why did they get divorced? First of all. What a, what the fuck? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who Inappropriate is, question. Who was asking that? A nosy person. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It's an inappropriate question. But I think I think you can be pretty vague here and say something like, oh, that's a story for another time. I think that's a great – and that then tells you sort of their ability to pick up on social cues. That yes. if you give that feedback to somebody, they should say, absolutely, I look forward to, you know, when we do have that conversation. Right. And it's okay if you if, – like, even if you already know that you don't want to see this person again, you can still say something like that. Like, you don't have to say specifically, I will tell you about it on our second date. Exactly. This is not that Jim Carrey movie, Liar, Liar. Like, you're not going to – like, nothing's going to, like, happen to you if you – no, which um, yeah, you're not. If you literally say those words, that's a story for another time. You're not lying. You're not telling them you're going to tell them that story another time. There we you're go. Just that this is not the time for the story. It's a vague lie. It's yes, 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 yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's not um, even a lie, honestly. It isn't. Um. Yeah, I mean, I my general philosophy about a first date is: can this person and I share space? Can we spend an hour to an hour and a half, you know, having decently flowing conversation where we have a couple things that we're curious about each other that we could pick up next time? That's pretty much my bar for a first date. Yeah. And so to that end, I like, like you said, I think starting somewhere you've talked about is great. And this is where actually using the um, how to get to a date sort of framework is super helpful. For example, with um, the new arrival, we had been talking a lot about how competitive his family was with games. And I said how my competitive my friend group is with games. And he asked about like, uh, he asked for a very long answer about something. And so I said, well, that would be great to share in person. And so that's immediately where we picked up, where he was like, you said we were going to talk about all these games in person. Like, let's go. And yeah. um, that's where we started. And then that led us to, I learned that his dad is one of 15. And so then I was like, whoa, what are family gatherings like? Do you have to invite everybody to weddings? How do you navigate Thanksgiving? You know, like it, things just sort of unspool naturally, I think. Yeah. And I think that that answers or addresses another group of listener questions we got about how to make it not seem like an interview. Mm, mm -hmm. And that is that interviews are a series of questions that are mostly unrelated to each other. Great point. Usually predetermined. Yes. Usually predetermined. And they, you know, they sit under the broader umbrella of can you do this job, but they are self-contained. 
each interview yeah. question is self-contained. A good conversation is not. A good conversation has only a few topics with many subtopics underneath those topics. Yeah. Sort of like a, a branching tree. Exactly. And so I think that that's how you can make your first date conversations feel more flowing and less interviewee is by doing exactly what you just did, where he reveals that his dad is one of 15 and then you jump on that and mm-hmm. say, oh, wow, what are family gatherings like? And then you're pivoting to talking about weddings and then you're pivoting to talking about holidays and mm-hmm. you're jumping from topic to topic, but it's all underneath this umbrella that you have created to start. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think we did t- we did talk a little bit about this where I think what's so key is you have to be sort of like a good listener, I think, to be able to do that. You have to like really yeah. hear what the person is saying to be able to play off of what like where it could go. Right. And I also think that I am almost never asking a how about you on mm. a date. Yeah. Because that is another way that I think it can end up feeling very not interviewee per se, but like just ping pongy and stale. Very, very just like serving back and forth. Yeah. Like that's not how conversations work. So, there, you know, there might be parts of the conversation where I'm asking tons of questions in a row and he's mostly just talking and then it'll flip because now we're talking about something where he's super curious about something I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. How do you, so, you know, for example, actually the, the new arrival is a perfect example of this. Like I said, it wasn't this like over the moon date, but it was very good. And part, part of what sort of made it not perfectly, like not perfect, it doesn't have to be, but there were moments of lulls where we then Mm -hmm. sort of had to find a way to like pick it back up. And do you have any sort of like default strategies for like getting the gears turning again? I so again having reviewed things that we talked about, I think that you can have things in your back pocket that you're yeah. still curious about because ideally if you've, you know, had not a super long conversation, but there's got to be like a few different things that you're curious about in order to even want to go on a date with someone. Very true. Yes. So, you know, think about one of those The other thing that I often fall back on is environmental topics of conversation. Love a contextual joke. Yeah. So, and by that, I don't mean the environment, but I mean like where you're at. So, you know, if you're at a, like, for example, the dinosaur, our server checked in on us an absurd number of times. Like she was just so worried about our well-being (laughs) and it became a joke. It became a running joke throughout dinner that, there, there weren't that many lulls, but if there had been, that would have been a really easy thing to be like, oh, like she hasn't come back in a while. Like, do you think she's okay? Yeah. Should Love we that. check on her? Or like, let's create like over under on how many more times like before we get the bill. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would actually say that you can probably create that joke no matter what in one of two directions because there are very few servers who check on you the exact perfect amount. So... If they're like very attentive, you can turn that into a joke. And if you don't see them ever, you can make that into a joke. Yeah, I completely agree. Or bartender or barista or whatever it is. Yeah, no, commenting on the context around you, I think is a very good way to just sort of like get at least something going again and seeing where that takes you. Yeah. And then what if you are trying to get at something a little bit more serious. Like, do you, I think some people were essentially hinting at how do you figure out if this person wants a serious relationship or like have serious intentions in their life? 
So I don't ask that. Same and in full agreement. I just, I basically just wanted to prompt that. <laughs> I don't ask that. And I think that we'll get to length in a second, but I think part of the reason why I'm comfortable not asking this is because I don't consider an hour or two with somebody a massive waste of my time that I wish hadn't happened. Fair. And I actually got that feedback a lot when I posted on my stories about the bet and how it turned out that even even besides the fact that we weren't compatible people, that he isn't looking for something serious right now. And you know, as we've said, we are both dating intentionally and he's not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said, why didn't you determine that before you went out with him? Yeah. And I think that's – I just – Yeah. Sorry. I know what you're – Yeah, yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that I, – I have a feeling we're probably going to say something very similar. It, that – to your point, like that, you it just wasn't a waste to go, in my opinion. Right. No, not at all. And I guess it might be different. Although, you know what? I'm fucking busy. I like, so I was about to say, I guess it might be different if you're like crazy, crazy busy and you only have one net, but so do I. So, because I learned a lot of other stuff about that. Like, I continued to gather data about what I am and am not looking for. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that person's intentions. Exactly. And also I do think, again, even if you are very busy, if you are putting sort of so much pressure on every first date, that is not a recipe for success either. And also, as we've discussed on this podcast before, people are not great at self-reporting. And so if they put like not sure yet on their profile or something like that, that's a completely reasonable thing to to move forward with and go on one date about. Yeah. I also think there's something very different about talking about what you're looking for with somebody that you kind of know, mm-hmm. have been on one date with, two dates with, whatever, versus on a dating app where it's this you know anonymous person behind a phone. Completely agreed. So especially for people who might not be as comfortable, like you and I are both very comfortable saying, as I did when the bet asked me, you and I are both very comfortable saying we're looking to date intentionally. You know, my ideal outcome is a long-term partner. Like I am very comfortable with that. A lot of people are not, even if that is what they're looking for, just from a like socialization perspective. Yeah. Um, So you you hit on it a little bit, length of a date. Mm. And I'm a, like I said, a big fan of sort of hour, hour and a half, two hours is my maximum. And part of the way I create that is by having um, like a hard out, like yep. a plan with a friend after or something early in the, like I, I often tell them I have something in the morning that would require like me to turn in at a certain point of night. And we got this question that reads, I have a terrible habit of ridiculously long first dates. I'm talking three to six hours. I feel so uncomfortable ending them. What's a solid time frame and what can I say to end it? So I do almost always the same thing that you're saying, which is having a hard out. But I think the important thing is that it is a pre-communicated hard out. Yes. So you're not telling them about it. That doesn't mean before you even go on the date necessarily, but- you're not telling them after an hour and a half, oh, I actually have an early morning because then it, it's probably super clear that you are just saying that because you want the day to end. Very, very true. You're going into it with that expectation of, oh, I have dinner reservations at eight. Or like, for example, with the dinosaur on Friday night, I had a volleyball tournament on Saturday. Legitimately, I was getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah. So we went to an early dinner and he knew that I would be 
going home very soon after. And he actually, we went for a walk after dinner, after barbecue, and he actually initiated it. Like there was like a little bit of a lull in the conversation on our walk. And he was like, oh, again, I know you have to get up early so I can walk you back to your car. Perfect. I'm a big fan also of um, not overstaying my welcome. And I talked about this a little bit with the um, fire pit in the backyard with the brother and my friends where like I love the idea of like going out on a high you know, like don't stretch a date so far where you're both like, oh my God, like I've had enough of this person. Because there's a chance that if you had ended after an hour and a half, it sort of leaves them wanting more. I totally agree. And leaves you wanting more. Yes. Because that, it's not just about them wanting like you, you know, like you also don't want to end up sick of that person. And then the other thing is, is that we talk a lot about not over-investing too early when you don't actually know that much about somebody. And when you go on these marathon first dates, I think that you end up investing more in this person because you've spent this very concentrated amount of time with them, but you don't actually know them. Yes, exactly. Um, So speaking of the dinosaur and the way that our date ended with him walking me to my car, we also got a listener question about I don't want to use the word reject, which they used, but kindly turning down someone who goes in for the kiss and you're not feeling it, or you just don't want to at that point. Yeah, totally. I have friends who just don't want to kiss on the first date. They just think it's too early. They feel like they don't know them well enough and like don't feel great about it. And that's yeah. fine. I historically have not been that person, um, but right now I'm feeling just a little bit, un- honestly, like just laying all my cards on the table. I haven't kissed someone since January. And are you going to, are you trying to decide who it was? No, I'm just trying to figure out, I'm just trying to figure out if I, if I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out an exception, but I think you're right. You're trying to, you're trying to figure out if I've, yeah. if I'm wrong about the yeah. last time I kissed someone. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I promise you it was the Duke. Oh, wow. Yeah. The date that I went yeah. on when I first yeah. got back to New York. That makes perfect that's sense. The, yeah. That's the last time I kissed anyone. So. I do think that part of my hesitancy is just that, like, I haven't in a while. And so perhaps I probably need to unpack this, but I think I'm putting a little bit of- Just like riding a bike, Allie. (laughs) I just think I'm putting a little bit of undue pressure on it. But- Uh, Sorry. There was- I see see that over there. I'm ignoring it. Um, (laughs) So so when the dinosaur walked me back to my car, I was, like, unlocking my car. And he said, can I give you a hug goodnight? And I said, of course. And we hugged. And we'd like previously discussed that we were both vaccinated. So I felt comfortable with that. Um, And then he said, how about a kiss? And I like smiled and I said, maybe next time. And we'd also already discussed like going out on a second date. So it felt natural. It didn't feel awkward at all. Great. Um, And then I said, I appreciate you asking. Because I think – one of the things that this listener is getting at is that oftentimes there's like a lean in, like the person does not ask, they just go for it. Yes. Yeah. And I do think like we come back a little bit to the gender norms conversation because I do think what's a little tricky is sometimes like I – like if I am into somebody and they sort of take that initiative and like take charge, that feels great to me. The problem is when you're not. And so then like when you're not, you want somebody who asks and clears it. And like, but then if you're like super into it, maybe I then, maybe I guess if I'm into it, I'm sort of sending signals that I want him to do it. So yeah, maybe like I, I had definitely established physical space between us. Got it. 
when I was getting into my car. So like if I had been into it, I probably would have like sidled up closer to him. Yeah. Um, which is the person that the person that I went on a few dates with, the pilot, people will remember from last summer. We didn't kiss until our third date because I mean, COVID was like rampant. My, you know, there were no vaccinations at the right. time. And so like it there was a longer period of time before I felt comfortable being in someone's physical space. And he told me later that he could tell mm. that like on that day that I was like in his space in a in a good way. And like he yeah. could tell that I was comfortable with him being in my space. Love that. Yeah. But, then maybe then the, maybe then that's what it is where it's like, okay, if I'm sending you the signals, then like read them and go for it. But if I'm sending you signals that say like, please step away, don't like cross over into my space and like try your best. Right. And, and, but I think in terms of sort of directly addressing the question, yeah. if somebody does lean in, I think you can very clearly go for a hug and avoid the kiss lean in. Yes. You just have to be extremely like directive about the direction that your face is moving in. Correct. Yes. I think it has to be a very firm weave and like push to the side, hug, head on the yeah. shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think there's a different – there's probably a different approach if you are not feeling it ever or if you're just not feeling it at that moment. That's a great point. So – and I was just not feeling it at that moment and so that's why I handled it the way that I did. Then do we think – if we think it's not ever, are we fine with sort of the hug and then the reject if they ask you out again later, like over text? Yeah. Okay. I think that's fine. Yeah. I like to do a double pat in the hug also. I feel like that sends a good – Very no friendly vibe. vibe. Yeah. So something about me that I don't think has come up on the podcast, it's a running joke in my friend group. I'm a I, – everyone tells me I'm a bad hugger. Oh. Yeah. What makes you a bad hugger? I don't know. They, people will hug me. Like friends of mine who I like – I love in a friend way will be like, you're so uncomfortable right now, aren't you? Like I, I give off something that says I don't like hugging. Do you not like hugging? I don't love hugging. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it checks out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't love the hug also just because I I feel like unaccomplished. <laughs> unaccomplished. I love a hug. You also don't like hand holding. I hate hand holding. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's like a, a broader theme here for you. Yeah. 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 I really do love a hug. That's nice. My best friend and I were talking about like physical closeness between girlfriends over the weekend mm. where like there are some girls that are just very touchy with their friends and neither of us are really like that, um, or at least not with each other, but, and I'm not in general, but I, I find it so interesting that some people are just more comfortable with that kind of like physical touch with just anyone. Yeah. Not just romantically. Yeah. Yeah. Like people will like cuddle with their friends. That's crazy. I agree, but people do it. People cuddle. Oh, also people like wrestle. Wait, what? <laughs> Who wrestles? <laughs> no, like friends. Like I've okay, maybe I just have seen it on the challenge on MTV. But like friends will like wrestle each other. Men or women? I don't know. <laughs> I'd like you to find me two female friends who are wrestling. <laughs> okay. Deal. <laughs> Please. That's my challenge for the week. Great. We'll do that as a callback next time. I think, Ali, exactly what you predict, like A plus predictive ability <laughs> because there 
we are absolutely not getting to the post-date conversation. No, we are not. No, we are not. But I I think that just means that there's so much great stuff to talk about. So I'm happy about it. There is. There is. And um, so if we did not get to your question, people who wrote in on Instagram, we apologize. But it is logged and will be uh, visited for sure in a in a recent episode, in an upcoming episode. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched you realize that recent doesn't mean that. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> yes, we will get to it. Um, and I think there's there's also a lot of meat for post-date and beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big, the controversial thank you text. So, okay. We <laughs> cannot brand, I, I know we're not getting into this right now, but we cannot brand it as a thank you text because that is not what we are saying it should be. 100% agreed. 100% agreed. Yes. Yeah. But that's all we're going to say because we're not talking about it right now. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Work lovely as always. Indeed. Have a wonderful time on vacation. I'm sure we'll talk um, given this week. So yes, indeed. All talk right. soon. Bye.